Hey mama, how are you? I hope that you are doing well. I am recovering from a crazy month of November. I think we were all sick. I know we were all sick and most of us were overlapping sick, if that makes sense. We were all sick at the same time and then some of us were sick before and after. It's just been, it's been a really long month and not a fun start to winter. So Anyways, I'm excited to get behind the mic because it's been a while since I've recorded a solo episode. I took a couple weeks off the podcast just to kind of be with the family and make sure that we all had the attention and the healing that we needed. And now it's the holiday season, so we're in the thick of all of that, which is all good. But anyways, just excited to be here and chat with you. I've got my tea, which in the winter I get like really on a tea kick. It's just like a nice soothing thing that I like to drink in the afternoon. So sipping on some tea, chatting with you all about energy today. So more energy is something that we all want, right? Especially if you are pregnant, especially if you have little ones. I know for me personally, I've got a one-year-old and I've got a three-year-old. So sleep in our household is a roller coaster, being quite honest. So I definitely have to double down on some of these things that we'll be talking about today, which I'm going to be giving you three simple nutrition tips plus a bonus one because they couldn't resist to check in on if you're looking to have more consistently elevated energy from day to day. Now, these aren't going to work magic and pull you out of the first trimester depths of exhaustion. Like there's sometimes just not a ton we can do about that level of exhaustion, but I do think that They can certainly help if you're not doing some of these things now. And for anyone else, you know, outside of that first trimester, doing these things that we'll talk about will absolutely help you feel more energized on a consistent basis. And I know that I personally have had to double down on these at certain points or re-bring myself back to them um, whenever I notice my energy dipping consistently. So I hope that these are valuable to you. I feel that they are just really nice, simple things to be reminded of, even if you've heard of them before. So with that being said, let's dive in. Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. The topic of energy is something that comes up a lot with my clients, and the reason for that is because if they don't have the energy for their workouts, which is our primary reason of working together, they don't have the energy to complete those or to even like do the all the things in daily life that's demanded of them, caring for you know, a toddler or baby, um, going to work, plus their workout. If they don't have the energy for all of that stuff then that's a problem that we need to solve for, right? So very often we're not only working on fitness, but we are working on these holistic 
daily habits that help them with their goals. And so if you're somebody who wants to be active in your pregnancy, postpartum, or motherhood journey, it's important to be also looking at these other supportive habits. I like to call them supportive habits that really influence your ability to work out and to have the energy for that and to reach the activity goals and be consistent. So Yeah, I thought that that was just an important note to make from the beginning and also want to say that I'm not a registered dietitian. We are talking about nutrition today. I am a health coach, so I that means I talk more about the habit side of things, the holistic side of things, and I'm not going to get too nitty gritty into the weeds with this, and especially when it comes to something very specific to you. So if you've got very specific questions related to your situation, I... I'm happy to refer you to registered dietitian. One more thing before we get started. These tips will go for both pregnancy and postpartum. So anybody is welcome here in this conversation as you are for for all conversations. But specifically, I just want you to know that these tips are for literally anybody. So let's get started. When we think about energy, much of it comes back to having balanced blood sugar. And this is not like a super sexy topic, but it is important. We want our blood sugar to be balanced in order to have that consistent supply of energy that we want to have. So let's talk a little bit more about what this looks like in terms of what it, what's going on inside. So when you eat a carbohydrate, like a piece of toast or an apple, those qualify as carbs, what happens is some of those carbs will go directly to your blood sugar so that your body can use it as fuel, as energy for your workout, for your daily life, whatever your body needs to be fueled essentially. And some of it goes to the liver to be stored for later if you if you need it. If your blood sugar gets low, your liver will release it at a later time. So this is kind of what is happening. If your blood sugar gets really low, you're going to experience a really low dip in your energy. If your blood sugar is really high, we're going to have an abundance of energy and then probably crash soon later. So if you think about blood sugar in the terms of a roller coaster, I think this is probably one of the best analogies. You, When you eat like a big meal, for instance, if it's like a carb-heavy meal and it's just mainly carbs, maybe a few other things, but not super balanced. If you eat a big serving of carbs, you are going up that big roller coaster hill. You're at like the tallest peak, right? And then let's say you don't eat for a while. Your blood sugar is going to come right back down. It's going to dip down super duper low and you're going to experience that energy crash. So that's kind of the roller coaster effect. We want to even things out as much as possible to prevent that, to keep it more steady, to, you know, there's still going to be those ups and downs in blood sugar that's 100% normal, but we don't want them to be so extreme that we're just like bouncing up and down and up and down. That's going to be really, really hard. And we also don't want to just be depleted all the time and not be eating enough to support enough blood sugar for for our body and for energy. So that brings me to our first nutrition habit, and that is to eat often. And I mean 
every three to four hours. I think four hours is probably the max you'll usually want to go before fueling your body again. And even at that point, your blood sugar is starting to dip. So this is one of the first keys to keeping a really steady, balanced blood sugar is just fueling your body on a more regular basis. And ideally, this is going to look like three meals per day and two to three snacks per day. And I know so many people have differing opinions on this, so definitely take what resonates with you. But when we look at blood sugar and how our body adapts to varying levels of blood sugar, really keeping it steady is going to be, in my opinion, one of the most supportive things that you can do for your energy and even for other goals like weight loss and things like that, which is a topic for a different day. But what this could look like is you have breakfast in the morning, then you have a morning snack, and then you've got lunch, and then somewhere before dinner, you've got an afternoon snack, and then dinner, and then sometimes a bedtime snack if you really want one or if you need one, um, that's an option too. Um, I know there's like so many different diets out there, intermittent fasting, things like that. I'm not on that bandwagon. I am all about being holistic, keeping it simple, keeping it lifestyle focused. So this method really resonates with me. It's worked for me. It's worked for my clients and eating often is super helpful. And the first step in keeping those blood sugars balanced and helping you keep your energy steady. So let's take this to the next level with tip number two, which is to balance your plate. So you've probably heard this before, and I think a lot of us know this, but the probability that we're always doing it is maybe less likely. So when I talk about a balanced plate, ideally we want to be putting protein on there, carbohydrate, fat, and fiber. So those are the things that we want to be including. And the reason for this is that we're accompanying those carbs. We're not eating those carbs naked when we can prevent it. I'm not saying like you can't ever have like a solo piece of bread or whatever, but more times than not, we really want to be pairing it with these other items because it slows down digestion. It slows down the release of that blood sugar into your bloodstream. Therefore, when you have that more steady release, you have that more steady energy and you're not getting that roller coaster effect. So let's break this down. If we are looking to you have that ideal meal or ideal snack, all of these elements don't have to be in every meal or snack, but if it is one of your like main meals of the day, I would recommend trying to find a place for your protein, carb, fat, and fiber. But let's take a glance of what those macronutrients and micronutrients actually entail. So protein, that's going to be your meats. That's going to be your eggs. Sometimes dairy. Dairy kind of has, is carb related as well. There's kind of an overlap between those two. Carbohydrates, we know what carbohydrates are, right? That's your fruit. That's your breads. That's your candy. Fat, that's going to be your oils like olive oil and avocado and then finally fiber, that's going to be like your greens, your fruits, your vegetables, things like that. So I want to give you some examples of meals and then snacks of what this sort of balance could look like. So meal number one would be breakfast. And for that, you could be having eggs with whole wheat toast, 
with some avocado on top. And that's going to be eggs as the protein, whole wheat toast as your carbohydrate, avocado as your fat. And there's also going to be some fiber in that whole wheat toast as well. Another meal idea would be grilled chicken on a salad. So you've got a whole bunch of leafy greens, which is going to be your fiber. Your grilled chicken is, of course, the protein. You're going to do a like balsamic vinaigrette olive oil dressing, which is going to be your fat. And then you do need some carbs as well because we don't want to just not be eating carbs altogether um, because then we're really going to experience that drop in blood sugar and then again a raise when we eat carbohydrates the next time. So we have some room to add a piece of fruit or a piece of bread to the side of that salad, like a banana is something that I would throw on the side of that. And for some snack ideas, people are always asking me for snack ideas. Some of my favorite pairings are an apple with a hard-boiled egg, the apple being your carbohydrate and fiber, and the hard-boiled egg being your protein and fat. Another one is mixed nuts with a cheese stick. So with those mixed nuts, you've got a little bit of protein, you've got fat, and then with the cheese stick, you've also got some a combination of carbohydrate and protein there. And one more snack idea that I really like because it's just a good on-the-go option is a perfect bar. Now, these come in snack sizes, which in that case, if you did that, you might want to add something to it like a cheese stick or something else. But these perfect bars are usually pretty balanced in terms of carbs and proteins, and they are in the refrigerated section in my grocery store. It's near like the yogurt. So I could not find them for the longest time, and then I finally did, and I'm addicted they're a little pricey, but in my opinion, they are very much worth it. They are very nutrient dense. So those are some ways you can balance your plate. Let's move on to tip number three, which is going to be hydrate. Simply if you're in a state of dehydration, which even if you are a little bit thirsty, that is like a beginning sign of needing to drink water, a beginning sign of dehydration then fatigue is a symptom. So the human body being 60 plus percent water, we need to be drinking a lot to keep fueling our bodies. And in pregnancy, we need even more water to support the growth of the baby. And lactation requires more too. So if you're breastfeeding or pumping, then chances are you're already super thirsty because it's kind of unavoidable, but that's going to require extra water intake as well. So have a good water bottle on hand nearby that you take everywhere with you. I know I like joke about it, but I take my water bottle literally everywhere. Even if I'm just like running the boys to daycare and school and doing drop off and coming home, like those 15 minutes, I take my water bottle. If I'm running errands, I take my water bottle. If I'm going from one room to the next, it is like a piece of my body at this point. I'm not saying you need to be at that level, but I want you to be thinking about how you can be more conscious of your water intake and maybe even set a water goal if this is something you struggle with. I know that tons of my clients have also struggled with hydration and we've tried putting water bottles in a couple different rooms of their home. We have tried setting a goal for how many water bottles to drink in a day to help kind of just like have a goal with that. So those are a couple different ideas to get you started. If you feel like you really need to up your water intake, that's going to help you with your energy as well. It's not going to be like the magic cure, but again, being in a dehydrated state is going to put you in a more fatigued state. All right. I have a bonus for you guys. Number four tip 
for more energy is to watch that caffeine intake. That is sneaky, you guys. I know that if you're pregnant, you're probably already keeping that in check and keeping it below the 200 milligram a day of caffeine. Um, if you are not pregnant and you love coffee like me, and maybe you've noticed that your like adrenaline is extra up because you've drank a lot of caffeine that day and then maybe your energy comes crashing down later and you feel super exhausted that is something to look at as well that's something that i've noticed too i personally absolutely love coffee i could like have a cup of coffee and my water bottle next to me all day and just like casually sip on both but i don't do that because of course that is going to lead to that all over the place energy that roller coaster energy that i don't love and something that i've done to help with this is we brew our coffee at home like we just have a, a normal coffee pot and we put in the grounds and i will sometimes do like a half calf situation where i'm not putting in as much caffeine or as as much coffee grounds of the regular and I'm putting in some some decaf as well because I do love to drink a big cup of coffee and doing it that way has just helped me still be able to like have that big hug in a mug without you know sending my my energy through the roof and then back down later okay so just a quick recap number one was eating more often See where you might be having huge gaps in your day, within your meals, within your snacks, and see where you might be able to steady those out a little bit to down to like a two to three hour gap instead. Number two is balancing your plate, ideally with protein, carb, fiber, fat. They don't all have to be there all the time. It doesn't have to be perfect, but balancing your carbs out with something else can really help. And hydration was number three. So just making sure that you are getting a good amount of water within your body. When in doubt, go by your thirst and your urine color. I didn't mention that before, but I meant to. And then finally, that bonus one is to just watch your caffeine intake. If you are doing all the other things and you find yourself drinking a lot of coffee and experiencing those roller coaster energy bounces, then that's also something to look into. So I hope you got some simple tips to start doing more today, and I hope that it helps you in your life and in your workouts. If you are looking to really elevate your health and fitness and support your body as we turn the corner into 2024, I'd love to be on your team and give you the tools, the confidence, and clear roadmap to feeling your best and supporting your body. When we work together, you're not only getting expert designed workouts for exactly what your body needs, you're also getting support with these other lifestyle habits that also make a big difference in your overall health and life. So if this support is something that you've been looking for, I invite you to apply for a one-on-one -on -one coaching spot before they fill up for the new year. Application will be linked in the show notes. That's all for now, mamas. As always, thank you so much for being here. If you have a hot second, please leave a rating and review on the podcast. Every little bit helps. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Chat soon. And that's a wrap, mama. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.